Olofinjana to Lawrence. Played through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten Larson here. And Ricardo Fuller scored for Stoke. Ten minutes to go. And it could yet be a celebratory night in the Potteries. Accept no imitations. It's episode 40 of the Wizards of Dribble podcast. And it's been one of the dullest second halves of the season. We're recording on the whistle. And Chris Brammer is joining me. <laughs> Good evening, Dave. Ben, how are you doing? Um, I'm struggling after a, an interesting, I mean, a very boring second half of football, but yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks, in in other parts of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Just had a good, good day, just in general. Yeah, we I, we don't get enough insight into the, the other aspects of my life, I feel, so. What have you been up to today then, Ben? We'll talk about that in terms of the game. <laughs> I've been at Talksport, working at Talksport, which is great. Nice. Wow. Did uh, you get to meet uh, Hawksby and Jacobs? They, <laughs> they're people, aren't they? Yes, How I was did... with Hawksby and Jacobs. Were you actually? Yeah. Cool. Oh, look at you, friend to the celebs. Ha- have you changed go. your views on Brexit since going to Talksport? <laughs> Not yet. I did have... Danny Murphy touching my paper today, so <laughs> an, an average BBC Match of the Day pundit touched a piece of paper that I then later went on to touch, so you could say it's getting pretty serious. <laughs> oh. uh, good start. Good that start is, to, this to be fair, Ben, that is the most exciting Danny Murphy anecdote I've ever heard, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll talk about actual one second, football. One second. I've just realised I'm not using headphones, so I might have to go put some headphones on. Shit. Uh, we'll, um, we'll keep recording. We'll keep recording. Just uh, chop this bit out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go and get some headphones. One second. We'll leave this bit in, actually. Listeners, Ben has gone to get headphones. Uh, he's rushing I'm back. back. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you almost did like an action dive there, Ben. It was quite... I don't know. Okay, so Stoke City won, Everton won. Uh, as we alluded to there, not the most exciting of second halves at all. But it was a more exciting first half, not least because Peter Crouch, everybody. Peter Crouch, round of applause, please. Hey. Ron Crouchy. There we go. Yeah. That's I'm, a... I'm happy for him. Yeah, I'm happy I, for I think him. we all like... are. It's, yeah, like it, it, it's nice that because uh, I, I was I've I've not been at the match. That's why we can record this straight after. I I've watched the uh, watched the game on telly and I've been following it on the social media. And you know what? It's been really really nice to see the mutual respect for Peter Crouch. Everyone's kind of uh, yeah, they've they've applauded his hundredth goal, and it is it's a, it's a fantastic achievement for the guy. Um, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> no complaints about Peter Crouch. I, yeah. think, I think the reason why a lot of people are happy about it is because he seems like such a normal bloke. He's kind of the guy like, oh, I could have been like Peter Crouch if it had gone slightly differently for me, which of course isn't true at all. But we all like to think that. I mean, I had a Liverpool fan messaging me in sort of the the, the minutes after he scored the 100th goal and he said he was in tears. He was that oh. happy. I'm not sure the truth of the matter on that, but it means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, it, it means he's joined a, a club with some really prestigious strikers in it and uh, I, I think the fact is that Crouch is the oldest player to reach that milestone but regardless that's still 
quite an amazing, well, it's a really commendable uh, feat. Um, a good, good goal as well, uh, sort of from a team mm. point of view. Adam playing a really nice through ball, Arnie finding him. And uh, yeah, Crouch, uh, for the 100th time in the Premier League, just stuck it in. Um, then we seem to drop off a bit. I don't know what you guys thought of our response to going one nil up, but um, I, th- I felt that the game in general was just so ugly. It was Frust- an ugly game. Um, it was frustrating. It yeah. was very frustrating. There, we, there was it, no it, real what, flow to it. No, no, none at all. None at all. Um, and that's that was my main thing coming out of this game. Like, just you. No team see none. No, oh my god! You can tell it's late at night today. Um, no, Everton or Stoke could not build up any flow at all in this game. Um, it certainly wasn't a match that was for your football purists or anything. It was it was ugly and nothing seemed to really work out. I mean, I. I I don't know. I know you say we, we dropped off a bit, Dave. I thought that we were still the better team for the most of the first half. Um, it was just, it wasn't that good a, a game. And mm. I, 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 I want to say that I think that um, Tom Davis from Everton looks an absolute brilliant player. Um, and I think he had a massive impact today in that midfield, um, as did... Uh, Morgan Schneiderlin I think that especially in the second half I think that the legs of Adam and Whelan like Everton put us under pressure and I think that you you could tell they bossed the midfield in the second half Um, that's not to criticise Adam because I thought Adam had quite a really good game today his delivery was pretty spot on Um, and he even had another cheeky shot that him and Phil Barsley seem to be competing over nowadays which is great fun that just annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Charlie Adam had a, a, a really good game as well, but his long shots just annoy me now. It's like you're not going to do it again. Just just stop it. But um, yeah, um, it, the both teams just seemed really tired for for two teams that had a, a week off or a or a weekend off due to not playing in the FA Cup. We just seemed to be absolutely knackered. Both sides did. Um, but yeah. Uh, Everton equalised shortly before half time, and it was a goal. Um, and I, I can understand. I've had the benefit of seeing the replays of the Everton equaliser, but I can understand if you're in a stadium, you see it be disallowed, and then you see it be overturned, and you think, "Oh, what the hell? What's going on? What on earth is happening? Are oh, the refs the refs biased?" But you see on the replay, it hit Shawcross. And like I did see some people claim, well, the offside rules rubbish then because of something else. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I like I don't know the actual text of the letter of the law, but as far as I'm concerned, Lukaku isn't interfering with play then. Yeah, he's behind yeah, Shawcross, yeah. nowhere near him, and uh, Shawcross turns it in. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think yeah. The law is already muddy enough without sort of making a, a player behind another player and sort of out of the way interfering with play. It'll be like mm. every time someone's in an offside position, it's well, not that he's in offside position, in sort of whatever, but just in front of the one defender, or whatever. Um, it's it's going to disallow a goal, which is just ludicrous. And I think, oh, I tweeted as well saying if that wasn't a goal, if that was on the other end of the pitch, then we'd be absolutely furious if that was disallowed. And 
I think the another sense of annoyance was that it looked kind of like Everton players had persuaded the ref to change his mind, which probably wasn't what happened. It just kind of looked like that. So, yeah, annoying, but it said, I think yeah. the chances that we should have scored are the things we should be annoyed about, not that not that sort of disallowed goal. Yeah. I mean, but saying, but saying all of that, I think if you'd have asked me before the game, I would have took a, a point from this game. Um, I think Everton are one of the, they've been a, a good side this season, and it's one of those, <laughs> without sounding like a cliche, it's one of those games that could go either way. I wouldn't say that either team was a particular favourite going into it. And so, I don't know, maybe a draw is therefore a very reasonable result uh, for, both, for both teams. Yeah, I've got no problem with the point. I suspect I may have even taken it beforehand because uh, Everton are playing really well this season and... I think it, I think it's important not just in this game but in the West Brom game as well that we don't lose either fixture if we've got like ambitions to progress beyond ninth uh, it's important not to lose these games but it is frustrating how this sort of uh, result has come about through a through an own goal and not converting good chances when we had them Arnie man jeez ah <laughs> bloody kick it in the goal. <laughs> dink it just dink it over the top of the goalkeeper come on it's easy <laughs> I do them all the time on FIFA <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just all day um, no. I, yeah he should have scored at least one of them it's quite infuriating but he's not sort of as prolific as he was last season and uh, and yeah it's slightly well very annoying that we could have or should have been at least 2-0 up by the time their goal came around yeah uh, well other talking points from this game uh, Sido was introduced um, good to see I think we went to a sort of 4-4-2 when he came on uh, it wasn't the kind of perfect game to introduce him to because like chances were not easy, easy to come by uh, there was one moment where he sort of flicked it over Rob Blairs but I thought Paul Walsh and Sky was like oh that's a really big chance for Berahino there and he sort of like made out like he'd missed a sitter when in actual fact, he hadn't really He'd done his best, but he was just crowded out. Um, but I don't yeah. think Paul Walsh likes Stoke, does he, really? <laughs> no. I, I, correct me if I'm mistaken, but he always seems to sort of have a go at Stoke quite a lot. But anyway, I think he just got the sort of... It was a de- it was like a half chance at most, wasn't it, really? You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't have a go at Sido for, yeah. for that. And a uh, big chance where we almost lost the game... Um, Tom Davis with the was it Tom Davis with the header from Coleman and Lee Grant pulling out an absolute superb save yet again uh, sparing our blushes. Uh, I think he's. I, I know. I think a couple of weeks ago I said Bruno was my player of the year, but Grant has the advantage when he's a goalkeeper of like producing these one-off moments in games that sort of linger in the memory more. So I think that might tell for him in the long run I think that's part of the reason Butland won it last season ahead of Arnautovic yeah I'd agree with that he's that save today I was just it was amazing and he saved us he saved us a point against well I I don't think it would have been the point lost that would have been the the annoying thing it would have been the three points gained by Everton so the fact that we've we've shared the points there is a a really huge thing and Lee Grant is the main reason for that in the end because if that goes in we are not getting back into the game <laughs> yeah okay uh, there's some three word responses on Twitter Tom Thrower says Claxon enjoyed that um, I didn't really enjoy the second half very much it's got to be said uh, 
I I enjoyed being one nil up, but uh, it wasn't a vintage game. Uh, Ray Kalaja says uh, Crouch's one hundredth ain't enough. That's four words. Uh, Jamie Chatfield says seventh is gone. Ooh. I, I'd be inclined to Ooh. agree, to be honest, because but I I didn't really think we were really in for seventh before this game. Uh, so I think even had we won today, I'd I'd have said eighth at most. But yeah, seventh is probably gone. Uh, Harry Adley says can't hold a lead. Yeah, this is a theme, isn't it? Just what we... people using four words when it's a three-word review. Sorry, I, yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the, I, to be fair, Sir Harry, he actually said can't hold lead. That was that was my fault. That okay. it is uh, late, to be honest. Yeah, this is so much later than when you <laughs> normally record. Yeah, can't hold lead. Can't uh, hold lead. Yeah, it's true. We can't. Fair enough. Uh, and Matt Swift says good, bad, ugly. Yeah, I think that's a as fair a reflection as you're gonna get. And I think, to be honest, I want to leave that whole game there and just have a collective mourn for about five minutes. Um, Chris? There's no real sound we can make, is there? Like, with the crouch getting 100, we, we were able to clap, but how do you make a sound that's sad? <sighs> <laughs> oh, dear. Fair play. I think... We'd, be, we'd been expecting it for some time. Uh, we're, we're talking about Bojan leaving in case you've been living on the moon but uh, <laughs> yeah it's just it, the, the annoying thing is just how rubbish it is just seeing him wear another team's kit it's like mm-hmm. just a big kick in the balls really yeah yeah um, it... and who knows yeah. maybe sometimes yeah. scrappy Premier League games against mid-table sides you need a bit of creative flair in the number 10 position to unlock games I think, I think oh. this, one of the saddest things about it is seeing Ojan on his Facebook account and Twitter and all that been really happy to be at Mainz and it just makes you think oh, you're, you're such a nice fellow and, and you know what I really really hope it works out for him because like this is an that, I mean for, for Mainz that's an absolute stellar signing for them um, he goes there and he replaces uh, Jonas Marley, who's gone to Wolfsburg. Who's like that? That position is crucial um, in that Mainz team. So you would hope that Bojan will play now for a six-month period and will get game time. The fact that there is no buy buyout fee or whatever fills me with confidence that this is just for him to get the game time that he wants and that next season we can look at it again and he can be reintegrated. That's that's the positive spin on it that I'm clinging to. Um, the negative side would be that this is putting him in the shop window for summer for a team that can afford maybe his wages, unlike Mainz. But it's, it's, it's yeah. breaking. <laughs> I think the worst thing about it is that he's already referring to minds as like we and stuff on tweets. Oh. Uh, he, he's he's just, like, he's, yeah, he's just very good. Stoke is your we. We're, we're we. Stoke is your we. we. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's not there's not much really to say. We're just kind of just a bit gutted and disheartened. 
uh, it was a quiet deadline day. Nobody left. Nobody came in, which I was pretty content with. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter getting ex- exposed for not being in, in the know is always quite entertaining. Um, yeah, so West Brom on Saturday. Oh, it, does, has this game in any way sort of made, made you think differently about what to expect from West Brom? Are we anticipating another Tony Pulis shithousing and... Uh, coming away not with anything again <laughs> yeah I think it's really important we get something from this game against Pulis obviously with tonight's result being disappointing it and and that's two in a row where we've we've been one nil up and whatever or and lost it so we need to go there play well against a team that it'll be a game that needs a spark of creativity and luckily we haven't just got rid of a really good spark of creativity so Hopefully we'll be able to see Berahina get his first start. I'd like to see that. I think he looks quite promising tonight when he came off the bench. Um, even in Goy, I think Bowen said, like in the sort of lead up to the game tonight, that there was potential for him to start, and they went for Affle instead. But I think in these games you just need that little something to make it happen. Where previously when we've played Tony Pulis games, it hasn't really happened for us. Yeah. So hopefully someone that's fresh and looking to looking to do something for themselves and for the team both in both cases with Ngoy and Berahino it might be the perfect opportunity for them to to get a start yeah for me our but midfield it's, it's not going to happen is it yeah for me our midfield was so uninspiring tonight I know Shakiri was injured and you have to make changes to accommodate that but uh, with Shakiri injured Bojan out on loan so- Sobby in the African Cup of Nations where uh, he's scored a Penenka in a shootout for Egypt uh, you know there, there's some spark and invention <laughs> for you well, all those miles away in Gabon. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Alan Whelan Adam trio is not the most flash. Not not that I, I need us to be flash all the time. I just want us to be a bit more dangerous going forward. And that three isn't that at the moment, despite Adam's uh, good performance today and uh, good long balls up the pitch. But yeah. Uh, just want it. Just want to build on a, an okay result and make turn it into a, a good one at the Hawthorns, really. Uh, Chris, any sort of final thoughts before we go to bed? <laughs> I just realised how that sounded. <laughs> what what the what the wizards listeners don't realise is that we all live in one house and it's kind of like Morecambe and Wise, where we all are just in one giant bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically that's basically how the wizards live. Oh, dear me. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I don't know. My my final thought is I've had over the last ten days I've had a lot of time to just think about how this season's going. And do you know what? I'm I'm ready to try. And now the window's shut. I'm ready to try and approach it all with some form of I don't know, just realism. Uh, I I don't know. I just think this football's a tough old game and yeah it's been frustrating but come on now let's all just support the team in the next few months it's a crucial few months and yeah let's just hope for the best <laughs> it's, it's good night everyone <laughs> in, inspiring words to leaders in this 
post-truth alternative fact universe. <laughs> Let's just hope that everything turns out all right in the end. Um, ben, thank you very much for joining me. We'll uh, we'll reconvene again, hopefully at a more convenient hour for the next podcast. But uh, yeah, come on, Stoke.